do design decisions involve value judgments? Andy Halliwell has gone and posted this question on LinkedIn as part of our redesigning D&T project and debates. I think this is a really tricky one to answer and our expert group felt that it was an important question that needed debating. Do design decisions involve value judgments? I think firstly, I'd be saying, what do you mean by a value judgment, a values judgment? And maybe in your response to Andy's question, you'll explore what you understand and what your views are of what value judgments are and then whether they actually impinge on or affect the design decisions that designers make and also that children make in D&T lessons. So do join the debate. We're always open to conversation and discussion on this. But for now, on to the next episode. This is the Talking D&T podcast, episode 71. Welcome to the Talking D&T podcast with me, Alison Hardy, a podcast for anybody interested in design and technology education, where I'll be sharing news, views, ideas and opinions about D&T. Finally, it's almost here, a book I've been talking about with Eddie Norman and others on the podcast for quite a while. It's the Talking and Thinking Design and or Technology 2.0 book. It will be launched in June, but I wanted to give you a heads up here. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be available for pre-order on the Loughborough Design Press website. But I wanted to give you a heads up about some of the things that we talk about in the book, the purpose of the book, and how we wanted to engage with it and use it as part of a design portfolio for design and or technology 2.0. We're hopefully going to be doing a webinar in June 2, uh, where there'll be myself, Eddie, and others chipping in and talking about what we've written about in, in this new book. So the book is published with the aim of sharing some thoughts to get people thinking about the future of design and education, what it might look like. It's design specification. That's that's what we set out in the first section, is if you're an experienced design and or technology teacher educator, can you help us develop a specification for design and or technology 2.0? And we've taken our a designly approach to this. So this first book you could see as our initial research and with a couple of initial ideas in it about what design and or technology 2.0 might look like. Now, we're not putting this out there to say we're designing it or that we have the answers. Um, If you've listened to previous podcasts, you'll know that we don't talk about solutions, we talk about resolutions. But what we're doing here is hoping to engage other people in the design and development of the next phase, the next iteration. And when you get the book, if you get the book, you can read David Spendlove's arguments about why we need to think about design and or technology 2.0. If you've got one of the previous books from Loughborough Design Press, uh, Design, Epistemology and Curriculum Planning, David talks about in that chapter about why we need 2.0. And so in this book, we've kind of taken up that challenge, given David some more space to explore what he was thinking. And also, Eddie's done quite a bit in the book around what design knowledge is and what he thinks needs to be addressed. I've talked a little bit more about why I think we're in this place where we're exploring what 2.0 might be. 
there's a couple of design ideas. Um, one really well-developed design idea uh, from the late Ken Baines that really talks about a vision for the future. It's a part of a speech that he gave at a design and technology research conference when they used to happen a while back. You've got some ideas from myself and Matt about future visions. And then you've got some other research, which is around how we might approach the development of 2.0 and learning from the past. So Sarah Davis contributes talking about her research and about how teachers implement curriculum changes. And we think that's really important to think about in this book as we're talking about a new curriculum or a development of a curriculum. Let's learn from how teachers have risen to the challenges of new curriculum in the past and how they've overcome those challenges and worked together. Eddie talks about why we think that practitioners, teachers should be at the heart of this conversation in um, section six, talking about practitioner theory and taking some ideas from Bruce Archer, Phil Roberts and practitioner research of action research and saying there is a place for teachers to be involved in not just the conversations, but the, the design and the testing of these different ideas. So we're deliberately taking a designerly approach to this book as we encourage people to think about 2.0. Our hope is that this is the first in a series of two, maybe three books, where when you put the books together, they are a design portfolio for design and or, and or technology 2.0. I deliberately talk about and or technology because who's to say we should have both? Could should it be one or should it be the other? That's also up for grabs, but let's not get caught up in semantics. What we need to start thinking about is what's the design specification. So this book is the the research element and we've deliberately designed it with lots of white space so that you can scribble on it, you can make notes and you can stick things in it. So it becomes a live living document for yourselves about doing some research about what the curriculum should be like. And we're hoping that comes from that and we're not quite sure how this is going to happen. This is the excitement of a, of a design project is bringing people together in different ways to develop a design specification. And then in the next book, we take that design specification and people have some design ideas for the 2.0. What might it look like? And that's what we need practitioners to be talking about. This is what it looks like in my classroom or my classroom or my department or my country. So we get some different perspectives. And then the final book is where some of those ideas have maybe been tested, developed, tweaked, modified, and we're starting to get more and closer to a resolution and so in that final book we may well have a resolution or several resolutions that could be taken forward as a 2.0 we don't know where it's going to go but when we put the books together we see this as a design portfolio that a teacher has for thinking about the next iteration the next resolution of design and or technology 2.0 so as you can hear from my voice I'm really excited and um, it's been great to work with Eddie on this Eddie has really challenged my thinking and at times blown my head off that I don't fully understand what he's talking about I have to go back again nope you'll have to explain that one to me again Eddie but I think we should be having our brains hurting and our minds hurting and our way we're thinking about design and technology it should be a process of refinement and revisiting and exploring and testing and experimenting. And that's what we see this first book as being part of. So look out for the book. I will obviously be tweeting about it when it becomes published. Um, and look out for events that we're going to host around the book. 
as I said, hopefully a webinar in June that, that you'll be invited to come along to and, and listen to and contribute and ask questions. So as ever, if you've got questions, thoughts, comments, drop me an email. You can find me via my website, dralisonhardy.com or on Twitter at Hardy underscore Alison. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Talking DT podcast with me, Alison Hardy. You can connect with me on Twitter at Hardy underscore Alison. Show notes and transcripts for each podcast episode can be found on my website, alisonhardy.work. Thanks for listening. <laughs>